replace Randall playing like an all-star. Tom Thibodeau. Qu- Tom, Tom Thibodeau, World Wide West, quickly playing like a Rookie of the Year candidate. You go ahead and do another PR nightmare and ban somebody for wearing a jacket that said that resembled the Knicks logo but had the words ban Dolan. Really? How narcissistic do you have to be? You did this to a kid that yelled at you to sell the team. You banned the kid from MSG. He was a teenager. Now you do this to a grown man who was wearing the words ban Dolan? Uh, you just such a petulant child. Really? When Stephen A. has been telling everybody for years that this man, nothing is changing in New York unless this man is gone. He was he has been right every single time. Despite all the work that has been done this season, the Knicks continue to be a clown show because the clown is running the show. Look, I would playing devil's advocate, you're James Dolan, you're the owner, you don't want to see somebody, you know, bad mouthing you. But that's besides yeah, the point. Yeah, but it's so narcissistic. It's so petulant. Nah, we it's so spend narcissistic. The rest of the show talking about it. It's so like. But we will not because we're heading towards the end of our show. Quick shout out. All right. Happy belated birthday to Jason Kidd. 48th. 48th one birthday. Of the, one of the best point guards in history. Second in all time, Pat. Assists two, time, two times to the finals with the New Jersey Nets. Gave the New Jersey Nets. Some level of credibility before they uh, moved to Brooklyn. And things got funky all over. The matter again, one man. with the one one with the Mavericks in 2011, one with the Olympics twice. Very good player. Not so much coach. I'm still uh, still on the uh, on the fence about him being a coach because he didn't coach very long with the Bucks, and that goes to be that's that's it for that. So, I think we're done. That's I think a, we got through another. Friday. That's our show for this week. A lot has been. Discussed. There'll be much more, and hopefully MLB season will be getting underway. MLB season will be starting very soon. Looking forward to that. We will definitely be talking about that soon enough, and we will see you guys next week. Make sure you follow along on the podcast. Please keep it going and share it with your friends. Why not? Why not? Bye, guys. See ya. What's up, guys? It is hot take without the hot take here, and we're back for another week of. Junior, senior, two views. I'm here with senior. What up, folks? And we're not gonna we're not gonna waste time because no, there's so much to talk about. So let's get, much. It's so exciting. Let's First, get, let's get straight into it. Let's get straight into it. So, if you've been living under a rock, folks, it's all very clear that LeBron James suffered a high ankle sprain in the game against the Hawks last week. Yep, he's out indefinitely. I don't He's know out from means. four to six weeks. I had a look. Um, Woj reports that it's four to six weeks. Oh, well, Rose might be wrong, but maybe he's right. Four to six weeks. Um, look, um, big shout-out to my boy, Rob the Boy oh, Monroe geez. out in L.A., if you're listening. Jesus. He's a wannabe Lakers fan. Jesus If you Christ. don't have LeBron and you don't have AD, what do you have? A team that's starting to struggle. Yeah. So, right now, the and Lakers are got, in fourth place. They got handed to against the, I think it was the Pelicans. Well, they just lost to the Sixers yeah. yesterday. So... As it stands, the Lakers are in fourth place, 28-17. Yeah. But still in it, but they gotta hold things together. They got they have LeBron, need, they need them to get back before the playoffs. Then we have Lamelo um, out for the season with a fractured wrist. 
Shooting hand. That's disappointing. This, this one's disappointing. I Very. Mean, he was rookie of the year, no oh, doubt. That was it. He, he was, was playing. He was playing so such good basketball. Really I, good. I didn't want him to be the starter for reasons of burning him out, but he was playing really good. He was getting his minutes. He was adding. He look. He's a pass first kind of guy. Maybe a little different than his brother. Uh, a little more pass first, shoot second. But the injury didn't seem like much, but he fell on his hand and he was laboring and holding it. And it's a fracture out for the season. And big big so blow for that, the Hornets, Hornets really. They but, were, they're, you know. but they're still playing decent basketball. Hayward's still providing. Rozier's still providing. That They've still got a great team Well, there. we'll see. Hopefully he comes back and is not hampered by that because that's a shooting hand. So we'll see how Next that season. works. Out. But well, that know. raises the question, who do you think will be Rookie of the Year? Mm. That raises that question. We'll um, the two front runners are quickly and Edwards. Might be Edwards. He's been playing really, well, been really playing good. Well too, but we'll see. We'll see. But Edwards put up 40, 42 just recently. True. So we'll see. We'll see what happens after that. Anyway, we segue so eloquently into the, the trade deadline, which it is just, come and gone. It has come and gone, and it's been a lot more interesting this time around. Allow me to. That's me clapping for the Bulls. The Bulls are the ones who are the winners of this. Gone gone of the days of Gar Foreman and John Paxson. Now we finally make moves. The Bulls traded for two-time two All-Star. Two-time All-Star Nikola Vucevic. For, um, they traded away Wendell Carter Jr., Otto, Otto Porter, Porter and two second-round, two, two first-round picks. Yep. And, so one for twenty twenty one, and they one got back Vucevic and Alfrukaminu. I love this deal. I love it because I know I love Wendell, but he he was he needs to change the scenery. But I love the move, and also the Bulls made another three team trade where um they get Tice from the Celtics, and they also get um get Gary Trent Jr. from the Wizards. Okay, not bad. Whereas Mo Wagner goes to the Celtics. Okay. So we get a nice backup center and a great back, back great bench shooting guard. Yeah. Well, well, look, I think this that- this move these moves are saying to Levine, who is a free agent next offseason, we want to win. Well, I'll tell you this much. I think the Bulls made and look, Vucevic is going to give you twenty odd points. Going to give you. He's averaging. 30. He's averaging twenty four, right eleven, now, and three. He can shoot the three. He can. He's versatile. I think that may get the Bulls. Closer to the eighth spot, but right now, if this playoffs were to start today, they'd be tenth. But but there, a, there might move. be a playing round. Uh, who knows? Look, because of the um the because of the Corona Chan. Well, look, I think there's a couple of things out of this these deals that were interesting. I'm interested in to see the Clippers. Now, the Clippers really wanted um, Kyle Lowry. Everybody wanted Everyone Kyle Lowry, wanted but Kyle, Kyle Lowry staying put. He said, and I think, and that's due to um, what they wanted. Woj reported that Masai Jury didn't didn't find the offers that he was of receiving course. compelling enough to give away the franchise cornerstone. Of course. So, but at the same time, Toronto's had a bad season; they're not getting any better. So they've given up things. They've they've acquired some players. They they traded Norman Powell. And they got... I mean, cashing in on Norman Powell's best year so far is a good move for them. Not bad. Um, another good move for the Bucks, getting P.J. Tucker from the Houston Rockets. Very good move. Doc, you can shoot the three. You can they, give up, they give up Augustine and um, D.J. Wilson. Yeah. And look, I think the one thing out of this is 
The Clippers get Rondo. They didn't want. They didn't want. They didn't. They needed a point guard, and they got a pretty good one. And he they was traded. They at, traded away Lou Williams. Uh, and but Lou, Lou Williams, Lou. Lou Williams, the, Williams. Sweet let's be honest. He doesn't care anymore. He genuinely does not care anymore. Oh, well. He's been going to strip joints for chicken wings, so he he doesn't care anymore. Oh well, look. I think I would say the loser out of this would be the Celtics. Oh the hell Celtics yeah. did not do anything. So I talked. I talked to my friend today. I said to him. Uh, I talked to my friend a couple weeks ago. He. I said to him. Ainge needs to make a move this deadline because yeah. they he they need to go and get Drummond. What do they do? They well, get Mo Wagner. Well, they also uh, got an okay young uh, center, but just high floor. I don't know. They got they they also got Evan Fournier At, probably to address the fact that Marcus Smart's still out. Yeah, that's not, it's not a terrible move, but it's not. But they not they Ainge needed to do more in my opinion with oh, well. what he was given. Well, look, I think that ultimately it comes down to Drummond not being released by Cleveland because Cleveland wanted, obviously... Well, Cleveland are probably going to buy him out. They and wanted some, more for And that. someone's going to sweep him off on the, the waivers because he's the best wa- waiver player we've seen in a long time. Yeah. And the front runner is allegedly the Lakers. So Okay, well, we'll see about and that. And LaMarcus Aldridge just got bought out, so... And um and the Clippers are apparently uh, the Lakers are apparently in pursuit of him on oh, well. a veteran minimum deal. Oh well. So look, I think we'll see how that all pans out. I think ultimately going forward, as we've said earlier, this all hinges on what happens with LeBron and AD. Yeah. At this point, no LeBron, no AD, no repeat ring for the. And Lakers. also, we have Oladipo going to Miami. Forgot about Victor Oladipo for if he can stay for, healthy for Kelly Olynyk. Avery Bradley and a draft swap. The price was always going to be low for Oladipo, considering his injury history. But yeah, I mean it's like the what the fifth, sixth team he's been on. I mean he can't. It's got. It's, he's, he's got so much talent, but just can't seem to stay on the court. Well, the, so, well, well I think happens. he's always. Um, a lot of people have said he's he's always struck a lot of people as a third piece to a championship puzzle. And not the main guy. Not the main guy. And but he it's... and he could join that big three of of Jimmy and Bam. Oh well, we'll see how. That and he could push. It, that tells Tyler Hero, hey, you need to step up. Oh, well. You you brought it in last year's playoffs. Now you need to develop because now you got this guy. Yeah. That tells Tyler Hero, hey, don't get comfortable around here. Okay. Well, look, switching gears. The other thing that's happened now is we're doing some I think stock take on. As we head towards sort of next year in the NFL draft, uh, some report cards. So there's some there's some moves that people have, that teams have made, and I suppose we should start with a couple teams. The first team to start with is the Giants. We got Kenny Galloway. Yeah, I mean John Ross, John Kyle Ross Rudolph. as well. So that's some good pickups. The, the offense is uh, that that was their biggest need. The Giants needed to improve their offense mm. because somehow Evan Ingram, the Stonehand man, was a pro bowler last year. How? Look, I look, I would say ultimately because he was getting a lot of touches because they had He no was Stonehand. But look, I think that you add that mix to that that sort of core. I think the message is to Daniel Jones, you're the starter. We've given you pieces now perform. 
So I think that's sort of a message well, to Daniel Danny's Jones. Nev- Dem- Danny's never struck me as a quarterback that can be that franchise guy. Never. Look, he's he- got the best percentage of throwing deep in the league. He had the best percentage of yeah, that. Yeah, but he's also it's got deep. he's also got a deadly case of fumbleitis. Look, they have to address the offensive line too. They have to address. I mean, if Andrew Thomas can pan out, then that if Andrew Thomas can pan out and is good be as good as he was in college, then. It could be something. Well, but. I, I'd give I'd give that selection an A because I think the Giants have addressed the offensive side of the ball. Right? Yeah, but whether that pans, whether it gels together, there's a lot of new pieces. It needs to gel together as a cohesive yeah. unit. Uh, the Buccaneers, based on what they've done, pretty much everybody's back. Brady's restructured. Gronk's Gronk's back. And Dominican Sue's back for another year. Yep. They kept they kept um, Shaquille Barrett. They, what about Antonio Brown? Who knows about AB, but they've kept the core number of players. They re-signed... They don't really need Antonio Brown, though. They re-signed when you have, when They don't need Antonio Brown. When you've, got, when you've got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, do you really need Antonio Brown? It doesn't hurt to have it. Give him what he wants, so we'll see what happens. Um, the, other, the other sort of team to look at is the Washington football team. Yep. Uh, obviously, they signed uh, Fitzmagic. Fitzmagic, yep. Yeah, they got a couple other pieces there. They got Brian Fitzpatrick, Curtis Samuel, and they got uh, a quarterback, William Jackson. I look, mean... I'd say that... Look, I'd, I'd say right now it's like... I think they're building their image for the defense. I think it's incomplete. Because uh, their defense looks solid, especially that front four, um, that not, that two-headed monster of um, of Mon- Montez Sweat and um, and Chase Young. Mm. That, that front four looks pretty deadly. Yep. And it's interesting. Um, they're building their their image around the the um, the defense, but I'm just not sure if the the football team's image will ever re- be rebuilt rebuilt fully until Snyder is gone. Because he's and but recently he just bought minority stakes in the team, all minority stakes in the team, so he will have full ownership. There you go. Um, sorry, football team fans. Oh well, moving on. Uh, other news: There's rumors about Deshaun Watson. Well, it's happening every week now, so it's it's just the circus that continues. Look, look, we're not going to mention. Cer- no, we're not going to go through that stuff. We're not going to go through the certain situation that's been happening with that's Deshaun not Watson. Us. That's not our interest. No, we're not. We're that's not touching not politics. Not us. What we're talking about here is where Deshaun Watson may play. Look, God, I still this say this Texans team is a shit heap. Enough, enough of the language, boy. I'm sorry. I'd say that this is a situation where the Texans are going to keep. Bouncing it around saying, you know, well, maybe he wants to go here. Maybe he wants to go there. The rumor has it now he might want to go play in Denver. Or the rumor has it he wants to go to play in San Francisco. I think it's just being generated by the fans of those teams who would like to see a new quarterback in place. Of course, um, it would take a lot to get him away. Of course, of course, Denver want a new quarterback. They're not going to want to play Kendall Hilton. Again. Oh well, it'll be it'll be Drew Lock. That'll be your. Oh, of course, it'll so. be Drew Lock, and he'll be so, taking those stupid little steps for his so, dance. So look, I think that I think ultimately, there's just a rumor mill going around. I think oh, it'll come down to Deshaun Watson getting traded for draft picks. I think they ha- cannot go into the season with him holding out because then who's your quarterback? That being the case, Tyrod Taylor signed on. As a quarterback, so maybe Tyrod gets a they have a con- to play somewhere else. They have, but he's probably going to get screwed over. He's been screwed oh, over yes, everywhere yeah. he's gone yeah, in his much. career. Pretty much everywhere he's gone, he's been screwed over. So the other thing, switching gears, moving on to hockey. So it was reported that a referee 
Tim Peel was recently fired, and he got fired for doing saying this. And I'm gonna play it for everybody. So what? So he wanted to give he wanted to give a penalty towards the Predators. Yeah. Is that what I'm hearing? So he was on a hot mic, and he said it off camera, but kind of said it like, you know, I want to give a, a penalty to the Predators. So instantly, Hockey reacted and wasted no time by firing him. He was already going to retire. Well, you don't upset Daddy Bettman. Well, look, I think that was, look, I'm not sure if that was done in jest or if it was done seriously. Whoa. I think the statement that came out basically said they don't condone his actions and so on. He was well, ultimately... he was it, whether it was in jest or not. You don't um fav, you don't say okay, I'm going to deliberately disadvantage one team, especially since the Predators have not been good this season. Yeah. You're going to just compound the misery for them. Yeah. So look, I think out of this whole thing. He was going to retire, so I'm not sure if that was big a big deal for him. He just got an earlier vacation than he imagined. It's one of those things you got to be careful with the hot mic, especially with refs, especially when potentially that ref, you know, could set up bias for other refs in the future. So it's something to keep track of. There's always been bias in officiating. We know this. All right, moving on. A little segment we like to call "What If." What if? So what if? So sports is very much that what if. What if something happened that didn't happen? Yes, we we get the point. So that's it. So my first what if is, and this is interesting because it led to a, a wonderful season for the Raptors and Kawhi Leonard. What if that shot he took in the semifinals against the 76ers didn't go didn't in? Go in? They probably lose in overtime, yeah. in my opinion. They probably so? they probably lose in overtime, like they the they were not looking good heading back heading um. Because Jimmy just scored the the ta- the game time bucket, yeah. they they were not looking good, yeah. and I think they lose in overtime. Uh, Kawhi still leaves. Kawhi still leaves. That's he, my, that was Ka- my next question. Kawhi, Kawhi still leaves. Still goes. He still leaves. Still hey, the the whole season I was not that season I was not bullish on the Raptors even for one second because mm-hmm. he did not want to be there. Mm-hmm. Kawhi did not want to be in Toronto. Because he didn't gel with the guys, and he wanted to build his own image in L.A. Okay, all right. He so, did not want to so be So he would have left anyway. He would have left. Okay, all right, good to know. Okay, here's another what if. Way back when, as a Knicks fan, probably at the peak of the franchise's success in the 90s, in the, 90s. In the early 90s, would have been the hiring of Pat Riley. Yeah. So ultimately, after the 95 season... Um, Pat Riley and the Knicks parted ways. But there was always the understanding, if you will, that he wanted to take over some of the general managing or player, you know, player transactional bit side of things. So I'm, what, ha- What you know, where would the Knicks be? What if I mean, Pat Riley had that I mean, power? at the time, Riley was just an amazing coach. He wasn't, he wasn't, Anywhere acquainted to to a GM role, in my but, opinion, he but, was just starting out as a president but, of the Heat. But, I no, there's no but. I think if he had just he goes to the Heat, an inexperienced team, a new expansion team, and does well there. But but with an experienced team like the Knicks, he's running two jobs at the same time. I don't know how he he he, he did that with the Heat because. They were a new expansion franchise. 
with the Knicks, you you're in a bigger market. All eyes are on you. And the if you fail, the glare the glare is hard. I don't know. I just think you look at the track record of Pat Riley. Now, granted, what you said, I understand what you said. The Heat were an expansion franchise. In 1989. They got good. They, the, the same on, year as the, the only reason they got good very fast is because of Riley. Well, he, he did well with big, risky swings. Okay, well, like I said, I guess being a Knicks fan, I'm more sort of prejudiced toward the fact that had he had been given some control, you don't know what he would have been to get other players in to get the Knicks past the Bulls. Because really, that was the team in the way of the, between the Knicks... I still, I still hold it, hold the belief that they wouldn't have gotten past MJ. Okay. It was, it was prime MJ. It was first three peat MJ. No one was stopping the man. Huh. Nobody. The only person who could, the only hmm. being that could stop him is if Thanos traveled back to like thirty years. To snap his fingers with the Infinity Stones. That was the only person who was. Okay. That's the only thing that was. Rest, st- that's the only. That's the only thing that was st- stopping Jordan in those quick days. That's the only thing. All right. So listen, we're heading towards the end of our show. Um, uh, Junior's been sort of hankering for a rant. For, and his, we're back with the rant, and and it's going to be a quick speaking. Rant. Speaking of the Start New York Knicks. Oh boy. Once again, oh, we mentioned last week that they weren't that the good. Mic. They weren't that good at PR, PR, at managing PR. We know that. Once again, Dolan has acted like a petulant child. James Dolan, what are you doing? Look at how good the Knicks have been doing this season. The culture change. Ju- 